Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Well, it's Ask Me Anything here on Lunchtime Live, and I'm delighted today we're joined by Colin Kieran, who's from My Farewell My Farewell Wishes. Um, they're a specialist funeral and pre-planning company, and uh, Colin's also a funeral director based in County Cavan. Colin, thanks for joining us in the studio. Thanks for asking me in. Um, how did you get involved, first of all, in well, uh, a, the undertaking business? Well, it's a family business, so we grew up around it um, 70 years ago this year. Right, my, my dad and, and his brother. Tom and Tony set up a funeral business as part of, I suppose, a suite of different businesses that take place in a, in a rural town. In a rural area, yeah. It's always there the was, case, isn't it? There was a travelling shop, there was a, a grocery shop, there was various other things that, that added together made up an income for them. So you then got involved in the in the undertaking side of yeah, it? Yeah, about 13 years ago I was, I was living and working in Dublin and myself and my wife decided to move home and the opportunity was there to take on the family business with the funeral business and haven't looked back since. Right, good stuff. Um, I imagine over the years it's probably one of those industries that a lot of people tend to come get into it, you know, when they've grown up in it, like as a family business more so than typically just deciding yeah, to get into a it. A lot of the business that do exist, even the large companies, Dublin-based, are still family-based um, because it's it's something that from the outside looking in, I don't think many people would be just jumping at the opportunity. Yeah. But when you grow up around it, you do see the rewards that come from working in a business okay. like that. Listen, we've loads of voice notes and questions in from listeners today. Uh, if you have a query or a question for Colm, you can send it in to us. It's 87 1400 106. You can send us a voice note or send us in a WhatsApp question. Sarah has sent in this message, first of all. Hello, my question is, um, I'm always curious when I see funeral directors, it it seems like a very difficult and depressing work to have to do every day, being so serious and sombre around the families. Do you find it very depressing? Um, I suppose you have to manage yourself. It can be a depressing situation, but you can have some of the best crack with families, depending on the circumstances. Uh, really? There can be a lot of black humour. Yeah, as well, yeah. Uh, there's some lovely stories as well of, you know, you get to find out about the people, you get to be basically embedded into a family for three or four days. Yeah. To the extent of which, you know, you can walk in the back door without having to knock on mm-hmm. it. And it's that type of a, and it's a bond then you have with people for a lifetime. So, yeah, of course, there are, it's it can be, a difficult circumstance that you're mm. in, but but there's a lot of rewards that come from yeah. it too. You're meeting people at probably the worst possible time in their life. Yeah, and I, a lot of times I say to families, listen, you're going to hear a lot of sympathising over the next few days from people, but the difference is, is that when I'm meeting you, I can actually, hopefully I can do something to help you over the next few days. And that's why, you know, you're holding them by the hand for a few days. They've never yeah. done this before course, in a lot yeah. of cases. And you're trying to show them and bring them through a path of how they can get to the far side of that. And as I said, that does come with the reward with the the relationships that you do build up with people and the okay. trust that, yeah. that they have f- with you then. Uh, another question in t- uh, column as well from Vicky. What do you think are the three most important skills to possess as an undertaker? Oh, interesting one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, I think listening is probably the most important. That could be Listening to body language as much as listening to the words. It's trying to read a room, trying to figure out what's going on in the room with the families that you have. Because a lot of people say, well, 
you know, how do you deal with dead people all the time? It's, mm. it's not the dead people, it's the live people you have yeah. to watch out for. So it's the families and the, the families. So I think listening uh, to you have, what is it, two ears and one mouth for a reason. And it's to try and then the, the next skill then is to, I suppose, meet people where they're at and then be able to lead them to where they need to go or want to go. OK, so the, the listening, the communications and, and just Commu- kind of communication reading the room. Communication the, the yeah. most OK, an interesting one. 087-1400-106 yeah. um, is the number. We have another question in from Mark. I've often wondered, does it take an emotional toll on you to spend every day surrounded by grief and sorrow? Yeah, it's again, it's similar to the first question. You have to learn how to switch off. You have to. How do you do that, Scott? Well, I have five small children at home. Right, yeah. So when I walk back in the door, it doesn't matter. There's a birthday party on. There's a football match to go to. Yeah, okay. And you you come home from work and 20 minutes later, you're on the side of a football field. So you don't have any choice but to switch off from that. But it's still important that you do manage your mental health, that when you have particularly challenging week that you you do find a way to go off personally I, I, I need to quiet space or I need somewhere to go to and disappear yeah. even from the family for a period of time whether it be to go for a walk or to find some way of just clearing your head clear your head yeah exactly. yeah absolutely um, question in here for, on WhatsApp from a listener are the coffins do are they burned in the crematorium with the body and if so can you rent a coffin yeah this Never is probably the most frequently asked question really? Um we get asked it all the time. Crematory get asked it all the time. Um, every single coffin in the cremation, in the fl- what's called the flame cremation process, is consumed within that process. And people oftentimes question you whether that's the case or not. And I suppose the the anecdote that I always say, well, that across all the countries, across all the cities where you have crematoria, you're bound to have somebody who works in one of these who's going to be annoyed with their employees who would just only love to find some way to blow the whistle mm. if there was a practice like that and I certainly have never come across This it. is sorry a suggestion that if so, if somebody um, is going to be cremated that the, that they wouldn't yeah, that, be cremated that, in the coffin that's, that's not the yeah, case they are just to be clear yeah, right that, yeah that there are, you know there are a lot of people out there think that uh, people within the funeral sector will, you know, not use the coffin. Sure, that'll be reused again somewhere else. Right. Somebody else will get that. But, you know, and if anybody ever wants to witness uh, cremation taking place, uh, all they need to do is contact most of our local crematory will facilitate that. And we've had to do that before. OK. Just to yeah. be present when that cremation takes place. Yeah. So that It's something I've witnessed, actually, just by way of um, doing a a report one time here on on the Pat Kenny show. Um, I went to one of the crematoriums in in Dublin and witnessed the, you know, entire process of of what happens, you know. Um, But yeah, I suppose it's not something you see, not something you see every every day in most people's cases. Most people's cases. With the exception of yourself. Absolutely. I just want to put people's mind because it's the most, one of the most frequently asked questions. There you go. Uh, We've another question in column from Neve. Hi, it's uh, Neve here from Straffan. Um, I just have a question about makeup. Um, what kind of makeup is used on dead bodies? I've often wondered that, actually. Yeah, again, um, I'm not going to profess to be an embalmer or to be an expert in presentation, but we employ what's called trade embalmers who, who do a lot of the complexion work. And there are particular types of makeup that is used which is not off the shelf. It would have particular features within it that, you know, in terms of moisture and making sure mm. that it, it lasts for longer. 
Um, so, but there are, if people have a request to use their own makeup, sometimes you'll, a family will arrive with clothing. Yeah. yeah. It might be mommy's lipstick. It might be a certain brochure that she used. So there's absolutely no reason why that can't be used. Can't, but 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 in, in theory, typically it is a sort of a professional trade. Exactly. It's a trade. Makeup. Yeah. It would have to be because if you have an open coffin, I assume, laid out in a house for, for two or three days and the typical Irish yeah, wake and, between and heat and... And sometimes like we would get the request and make sure that, you know, granny doesn't have too much makeup on. Yeah. She never wore makeup in I her know. life. But doesn't look like herself. But one of the things that's that's very important there is that the natural process that do take place over three or four days will cause a discoloration skin tone. So it is important then that there's some level of base makeup applied. Okay. Um, have you ever had a wild request that you had to say no to? Asks this texter, Colin. I have to say no. no. Nothing. Most things can be facilitated within reason. Like we had a lovely example recently where um, a family wanted to and did put a lotto ticket, a live lotto ticket um, in with their loved one. Okay. And it was before the the, the, um, the lotto draw actually took place. So again, it's an example of how you get on well with a family. Like the whole crack was down when, when the night of the lotto draw came up. Yeah. There was WhatsApps flying around between myself and the family about getting the spades and the shovels ready. Really? Right, did it? <laughs> which yeah. which I, I thought of since it would make for a great movie or a great screenplay. You know, there's some, as I said, there's some very funny uh, Things that come out yeah, of a very, that's, that's very humor. sad occasion. Okay. That, yeah. that type of humour is brilliant. Um, we have another question in from Yvonne. Hi, this is Yvonne in Minute. Um, I just have a question for your guest. Um, can you really tell when you cremate someone that it's them and not just lots of random ashes? Really good question as well. Um, and one that comes up. The two questions, mm. is the coffin born and how do we know that that's a lot the person? Of people interested in the yeah. idea of yeah, cremation. Yeah. So again, one one coffin, one cremation at any given time. So there there isn't a case that there's a, a stack and rack method. The the crematoria around Ireland, one coffin can be placed in only into it. Mm-hmm. One coffin comes out. But again, I've had to witness that for families who just weren't one hundred percent sure. And I've been present then to make sure that the coffin that goes in, the coffin that comes out, or the remains that comes out is the remains of their loved one. Is that their loved one? Okay. Um, are willow coffins made in Ireland, asks this texter, from Irish-grown willow? Yes. Um, I'm not I'm Depending on, on the willow, I'm, I can't be 100% sure that every single willow coffin that's manufactured in Ireland is of Irish willow. But there's an example of green coffins in Ireland based in Donegal. Uh, you probably would be aware right. of them. They would have done the, the coffin for Shane McGowan recently and, and made headlines because it's become very, very popular since. Since, okay. And uh, they would be, well, I actually witnessed them at a trade show recently and people laugh and hear about a funeral director's trade, trade show. show but, yeah. but these things exist and they actually brought along one and they made a willow coffin in front of everyone there at the trade show. So what does it look like? Is it, It's obviously less like a casket then and more like no, the... No, the shape of it is, is very normal, like very traditional terms, but it's just the material that it's made from and it's it's the structure is all made from willow. There's different strengths of willow. So then it's wrapped around the frame and then it's woven together. But it's it's handmade, like so okay. it's, it's a very, very... Um, unique skill to have. Yeah, okay. Uh, 087-1400-106. There's loads more questions coming in. People are always so interested when you talk about, you know, death and, and burial and cremation. Uh, we have another voice note, though, Colm, from Anne-Marie. Very timely. I have a question for your guest, if you could possibly shed some light on this, but um, 
it's uh, it's a little bit of a raw one but my brother passed away in New Zealand a couple of weeks ago and my mom is due to return next week with his um, ashes and we want to do a memorial type funeral mass um, for his month's mine here in uh, in Ireland for his family and friends um, I'm just wondering what would um, your professional's advice be on how we would go about organising something like that and should it be done through funeral directors I'm sorry for, for your loss yeah, Anne-Marie first yeah, of all yeah. yeah what's your advice Callum uh, we see this very regularly um, where people return back home with ashes and it can be done with or without a funeral director um, first point of contact though I would suggest is to a funeral director get some advice in the local area um, sometimes what happens is um, a priest or a um, will you know, have your month's memory mass. Mm. The ashes or the urn will be placed on the altar if that's what the family's wishes are. And what would happen next then is that after the, the mass is over, you would uh, have a, a grave prepared and the ashes would be interred. It's the exact same committal ceremony that you see taking place at a graveside. And if somebody just wished to maybe scatter the ashes somewhere or put them in a place, do you need to contact yeah, exactly. the priest in that, that, in that case, you know, a lot of people will do that in the absence of a funeral director they might yeah. just contact the, the local uh, priest to organise to get a grave prepared for them. Um, would you need but, a grave? No, no, that's for if 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 they're being interred but if okay. ashes are being scattered. Yeah, you don't um, need to contact them then. You wouldn't need to contact the, the priest to do that. Okay. Um, is the coffin, are the coffin ashes mixed with the body's ashes, asks this listener. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so okay. A portion of the remains would be the, the remains of the coffin as well. D- just a message from David and Cavan who says, hats off to undertakers around the country. They do a fantastic job and make it so much easier on families involved. Listener looking for advice on how do you discuss money with somebody who's grieving? I don't know if that's your area, but maybe... Yeah, can- no, I... I I suppose I think the caller or the texter is asking us how do we bring it up how do we make sure that people are in control of the cost of the funeral and yeah. we're part of a, the Irish Association of Funeral Directors one of the the, um, the parts of the code of practice is that we discuss with family on day one what the costs are because it's very important when you sit down with a family in an emotional state they may be mm. making decisions which have an impact for Can they afford the yeah, funeral? Exactly. So, yeah, expense obviously. So one of the the most uh, one of the items that has the biggest impact on the cost of the funeral is the choice of coffin that's made. Yeah. So it's very important, you know, that each coffin has a price list and that uh, funeral directors are transparent and that they have a fee structure that so people can see on day one uh, that that is what, what their options are. And that's why mm. we talk about the importance of pre-planning and making sure that if these decisions are made now in advance, people can actually mm. take control of the cost that may be on their family or, or that they may be able to look after themselves. Yeah, the, the casket, is that still the most expensive? It would be typically the most expensive. Yeah, yeah. and the, then you've... The American style cask. Yeah, the big heavy caskets. Yeah. Um, listeners wondering, if somebody who is deceased um, is buried with jewellery on, is that ever taken out and given to the family? I often think it's a such a waste, says this listener. Yeah, it's it's a very important thing to discuss with a family, particularly wedding rings and keepsakes like that, that before the coffin is closed, that you discuss with the family. But also keep a track. This When you when we receive somebody into our care, that you make an, an itemised list of yeah, what are the what items in their with. possession and so that you can discuss with the family, decide what's being left. 
uh, whether it be rosary beads or wedding bands or engagement rings so that they're returned to the family if that's what they choose to do. Listeners wondering, um, just on a, I suppose a slightly lighter note, what's the funniest thing that's ever happened at a funeral? Because this texter says they were at one years ago and the priest actually fell into the grave. I still don't know how the undertaker kept a straight face. Imagine. Well, I think every, I think this story that I'm going to share is like the GPO back in uh, 1916, the thousands of millions of people who are supposed to be in that the GPO. I've been told locally about um, there must have been a thousand people at a funeral where my own father fell into the grave himself because the, really? the, the cemetery was a, a real sandy ground and it had been heavy rain. And now I wasn't there myself. I was much younger at that stage. Yeah. But, Did you not uh, ask him? No, well, he told me the full story, but, you know, it gets added to as the years go on by people. Yeah, who, you know, story. I was there the day that your father fell into, into the grave. grave. Yes, yeah. that's how you always be remembered. But, but I have to say, one of the, my own personal stories is that uh, I attended a scene of where somebody had passed away suddenly. And it was uh, an older lady, uh, n- not married, and her brother had died suddenly. And both have gone since, but he... Um, he bought some fruit on the morning that he died and she turned around to me and she says, uh, see that fruit on the table? She said, do you want it? I said, oh, you know, you're okay. She says, well, he's not going to be eaten now, so you may as well have it. <laughs> you might as well take it. Yeah, I'd say you meet some very... Uh, there's there's, yeah, a, there's fun- definitely some brilliant stories. Yeah, characters and, and funny moments over the years. I just wanted to mention as well, I suppose we t- talked about this previously in the show, Colin, but it's the idea of pre-planning and, and people preparing um, for, for death and for funerals. But that too is something that that you do aside from... Yeah, it's, 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 I suppose it's it's part of our, what we offer. It's a nationwide service and our true local funeral directors, but it's very important. Like if people out there listening could answer three questions that they could at least share with their family members. First of all, did they want to have a burial or cremation? Mm. Second question is then, did they want to have a ceremony, whether it be religious or non-religious? And third, did they want to have a wake? You know, did they want to have their coffin open? or not, or didn't want the public in. And if people could just answer those three simple questions and share it with family members and possibly get it written down, Mm -hmm. share it with the local funeral director, they would save so much hassle for their family when it comes well, to their time. Yeah, absolutely. This lady said to me before, she says, and I had ask, what does that mean? And she said, if it's not written down, it's not worth saying. Well, there you go. Listen, Colm Kieran, uh, for my farewell wishes, um, and funeral director based in County Cavan. Colm, thank you for joining us here in studio today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.